guys, welcome to the Genius Podcast. Um, today's topic I'm going to be covering is all about motivation. I'm going to be sharing some interesting insights into um, the differences between approach and aversion motives and letting you know a little bit about the sort of battle that's going to go in your head when you're um, trying to decide whether to do something or not. Um, and then we're going to dive into some great tips that I've got on how to sort of boost motivation. I know sometimes when we're feeling um, tired and lockdown has been incredibly testing for a lot of people um, and also you know a lot of transitions going on just now a lot of changes to behavior um, and you know whereas we're adapting to sort of the new normal as it were so I thought it'd be really useful to share some of these because motivation is everything motivation dictates what behavior we do when we do it um, and how we feel when we're doing it so I think it's a really really key topic to cover. So looking at, firstly, I want to um, sort of chat through a little bit about approach and aversion motives. Now, um, any of you that have listened to the uh, Procrastination Podcast will have heard all about this a little bit more detail, but I'm going to go over this as well because I think it's really interesting to cover um, and I love the sort of image that I've um, sort of created to explain this to you. Um, so if you can understand um, that approach and aversion motives, it's sort of like a battle. There are two armies um, in a battle with each other. Um, you've got your approach motives on one side and you've got your immersion motives on the other. And um, the aversion motives are um, working one way and your approach motives are working the other way and you're trying to advance the front um, in the right direction. So when we think about these it's really good to have a think about in our minds what is some of the approach motives. Now approach motives are the ones that are motivating and encouraging you to complete a task or activity. So this army is made up of both your extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. So um, think, listen back to the last podcast podcast and I've sort of covered that in a little bit more detail. Um, so briefly just extrinsic is any sort of external um, motivation that you're having from external um, sources and intrinsic is that motivation that's coming from within you. And so you have these different soldiers uh, on your approach motive side, um, both in extrinsic and intrinsic motivation soldiers and they are sort of pushing forward to try and get you to complete the task or activity. A really great example, and we've all done it, is, you know, remembering revision. So the extrinsic motivations might include sort of parental praise delivered through achieving good grades. You might be allowed to play with your friends after a study session, or even I've heard of some people have received monetary reward from their parents for um, getting good grades. So these are sort of external motivations that are given to you. Um, so they're on your sort of approach motives to get you to do your revision, to sit there and study and get your books out. The intrinsic motivations with revision might include, you know, the idea that getting good grades would help you have your dream career, if you know what that is, um, or simply the fact that you enjoy and are engaged in the subject that you're revising. So you're keen to sit with the books um, on biology, and so you're keen to to do those. And that's um, motivation that's coming from you. Um, and so you can see that in the absence of the other army, so the other guys, the other um, soldiers on the other side, um, your aversion motives, um, you would sort of effortly, effortlessly complete the task, the army could advance forward and there'd be no procrastination and you'd just be able to carry out the behaviour and the activity without much resistance, to be honest. But unfortunately, that isn't how uh, we work. So on the other side is an army of aversion motives and these again are extrinsic and intrinsic. 
Uh, and they're motivating us basically to delay or avoid the task or activity. So they're pushing back against these approach motives and they push back and resist the completion of the task. And this can be that you, you don't, maybe don't like doing the task. You maybe find it particularly difficult. You feel it's pointless. You fear the outcome. Maybe you feel like you won't do it as well or you might fail. Um, and extrinsic motivators um, can include, you know, external factors that are acting on you and deter you from completing the task. So in our revision example, maybe you won't be for revising there's no particular benefit externally you're not going to get any praise um, all your friends aren't revising anyway right now so where's the external motivation to you know to fit in with everyone else um, and you know maybe your revision is you know viewed as geeky in your peer group so that's obviously working against sitting with your books um, and if you're particularly receptive to external factors then these obviously you know encourage you to just delay your revision and just not do it so However, common aversion motives are intrinsic. They come from you. And this is the acute internal discomfort you have with yourself, which is usually inextricably linked with the fear of failure. Um, emotions such as you know, anxiety, dislike, overwhelm, self-doubt, low self-esteem, or insecurity can motivate you to just leave it alone. Um, and we'll push back against those approach motives saying, do the task. Um, you'll get this pushback saying, mm, no, probably just don't do it. It makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't like it. I feel overwhelmed. I experience self-doubt, low self-esteem when I do these tasks. So again, in the revision example, if it involves a difficult topic, um, concerns feeling of overwhelm when faced with a large folder of notes, um, or you are nervous you know, about the exam itself, and even just opening the books makes you nervous about it um, and triggers all of that fear and triggers all of that anxiety, then you'll be pushed back by the aversion motives and it'll say you'll probably feel better avoiding these tasks. Just, just, just don't do them. So... Um, so this is really, really interesting to, to understand and to create a self-awareness um, around how these things are at play. Many of us don't understand really why we don't do the things we know we should do. Um, but I think you have a little bit more humility for yourself if you understand that there is this sort of battle in your mind going on with these approach motives on one side, this army on one side, um, and the <clears throat> aversion motives on the other, you know, um, that are pushing back. And if we can understand the balance of the two and some of the factors that are at play on both sides, we can start to play around with those. So, you know, can we reduce the aversion motives in some way? Can we boost the approach motives in some way, um, both intrinsic and extrinsic, you know, um, and attack these from both sides? So it can be really, really useful to just have a self-awareness of how these two things interplay. Okay, so... With all of this information now, and um, as I always like to do, I'm going to be sharing some tips on how to sort of overcome uh, some of these factors and boost your motivation when you're struggling. Um, many of us basically struggle with motivation because we attribute our self-worth to the outcome of a particular task or activity. Um, we make the outcome mean something about ourselves. You know, for example, um, losing weight. You set a goal of losing, you know, so many stone per month and you work really hard and you give it 100% effort towards this goal. However, at weigh-in day, you're a few pounds short of your target and you begin this cycle of beating yourself up and you see the result as a failure as you didn't achieve the, the outcome, but you did give it 100% effort in achieving, in, in, in achieving that goal um, and you did lose weight. You were just shy of it. So, one of the great sort of switches in your head that you can click is when you're thinking that you're you're struggling with motivation, for example, um, is through mentally making a point of placing more value on the effort than the final outcome. So 
we know from the procrastination guide that we can be paralyzed by the perceived fear of failure, the, the perceived outcome, um, um, through, but through distancing the achievement from the final outcome and instead focusing on the effort, you can not only generate motivation, but importantly maintain it through consistent effort. So the more effort you do, um, the more it motivates you because you're motivated and driven by putting the effort in, not by the final outcome that's achieved. And this is where a lot of people can get sort of caught up in the outcome. Um, but actually, it's a really interesting shift and a reframe to actually shift your attention towards um, uh, towards effort and away from the final outcome. Now, the next point I want to make is a big motivation myth. Um, so uh, many of us think that motivation is the key to getting started. But actually, motivation grows as we begin the task or activity. And many of us have probably felt this, okay? We've had this massive monster task in our head and we've psyched ourselves out. And actually, once we start, we realize it wasn't as bad. Uh, and actually, we find because we've made a start, we're more motivated to return back to it and finish it. So this is really interesting because um, James Clear talks about this and he calls it the physics of productivity. So just like Newton's first law of motion, um, which reads an object either remains at rest or continues to move at a constant velocity unless uh, acted upon by an external force. So basically objects in motion tend to stay in motion and objects at rest tend to stay at rest. So when we're thinking about trying to generate motivation, we're trying to generate momentum as it were so i usually use things like the 10 minute rule so if i'm feeling really like i can't be bothered to do this i don't want to do it i'm not very motivated i'll say look i'll just do it for 10 minutes because the motivation that i have to generate to do something for 10 minutes isn't particularly high but in completing 10 minutes of it i've got the boulder rolling you know i've got the object rolling um, and that will generate its own motivation or momentum and then that's why i'll keep going and i'll keep going and keep going so this is great when you break down big tasks and actually just do 10 minutes and just make a start. So that can be really, really useful as well. So remember that. Third point I want to make is thinking about like choice architecture. So just like the physics of productivity that James Clear talks about, um, you can influence your motivation by your environment. So a key sort of example here is if you have a kitchen full of drunk food and you're trying to lose weight, okay, the choice architecture there is to make bad choices. You have more options of bad choices than you do of good choices. However, if you were to fill the fridge full of healthy food, the choice um, architecture or your options available to make choices with are all healthy. So you're helping yourself make the right decision. You're helping yourself and you're using the environment to get that object rolling, to start the momentum going. So you can do the same with people who say, oh, well, I, I can't get fixed. I haven't got the right gear. Go and buy the gym stuff, buy the gym shoes, buy the gym clothes, have them ready. And then there's no further excuses. So when you find yourself sort of delaying on something or for lacking in motivation, make the first step. Buy something um, that's going to be in your environment or change something in your environment that's going to help you make the right decision and be more motivated to do the thing you want to do rather than the thing you don't want to do. Um, and so doing these little changes uses your environment to sort of impact influence you. The other thing I really like is this idea of what's called the Goldilocks rules. So this is this idea that your brain loves a challenge but doesn't like something that's too big. So you've got to find something that's just right. So a bit like Goldilocks with the three bowls of porridge is finding the one that's just right, okay? Um, not one that's too hot, not the one that's too cold, just finding a challenge that's just right. So we, we love a challenge, but we just don't want something that's going to overwhelm us. So hitting that sweet spot in the middle um, where the, the completion of the task is, worth, is a worthwhile challenge, a worthwhile endeavor, um, and something to be proud of, but isn't sort of overkill, isn't too much that you're going to become overwhelmed. 
Um, and actually, when we have these challenges and we overcome them, we get an enormous sense of fulfillment and happiness that comes from it. So when we pitch them at the right level, there's a self, there's sort of a fulfillment element, and that will self-generate more momentum and more motivation to do other challenges. So it's a really great way to just make sure you always pitch things in that sort of Goldilocks zone, um, as uh, as it's called. And the next sort of final one I want to talk about is just think about feedback and reflection. So a lot of the time with our motivation, we can feel it's almost our mindset upon completion of a task um, that we forget to give proper reflection of exactly what did we achieve and what did we accomplish. I don't know many if many of you do the same thing as me, but um, I'll have a massive to-do list and I'll smash through it and it'll be the three things I didn't get done that day that I will draw my attention to. And so I'm actually reflecting on the things I didn't achieve and that's going to drop my motivation. That's going to pull me down and not make me feel motivated for the next day. Whereas if I do proper reflection on exactly how much I actually achieved and take conscious effort to spend time looking at that and actually reflecting on that, that will boost your motivation and will boost you and encourage you to take that momentum and motivation into the next day. So this is a really important tool to have a look at. And many of us, like I say, reflect on this negative, the things we haven't achieved rather than the things we have. So make an effort at the end of each day to just shift your focus onto looking at what you have achieved. Reflect on all the things that you have done. Um, and also, you know, look and take feedback from, OK, I did really well at these things and this is why. And I did really poorly at these things and this is why. And so you can start identifying. So this is, again, focusing on the effort rather than the outcome. So you're seeing, OK, what effort did I put into this? I did really great on this project. I got through all of the things I needed to do because I shut myself away and I had my headphones on and I didn't get distracted. But this one took a lot longer and I still haven't finished it because of this. And so you're looking at the effort. You're looking at how do you change and tweak the effort that you put in to maximize the output and maximize the outcome. Um, but making that conscious effort to reflect on the good and get the feedback to ensure you have more of those good days and praise yourself when you do things right. You know, think about when you do do things right, give yourself positive feedback. Um, we can be our own worst critics sometimes. So sometimes just actually focusing on the good can really, really help you keep a positive mindset and keep that motivation going. Um, so when you're thinking about um, all of the things to do with motivation, do have a think through these sort of key four points. So do think about, you know, definitely looking at focusing on the effort over outcome and thinking about looking at the big motivation myth. Remember, you've got to get started for the motivation to gain momentum and to keep going. Think about things in your environment that you can do to actually make it easier to make the right choices and keep you more motivated. Um, think about the Goldilocks rules to so find that sweet spot where it's enough of a challenge, but it's not too overwhelming um, and get that sense of fulfillment, fulfillment and happiness from actually achieving um, a challenge and overcoming a challenge, um, which will boost your motivation. And finally, you know, positive reflection and positive feedback. Have that reflection point. Look back at what you've achieved. Look at what you've actually accomplished that day rather than what you haven't. Um, shift your focus back to that effort and do, you know, take feedback, have a look at feedback and see how can you have more of those great days over more of the days where you feel less motivated. So there's just a few tips. I hope that's been really useful for you guys and I hope you have a fantastic weekend and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.
Hi everyone, so I'm just here to tell you a little bit more about the Genius Journals. Um, you've probably heard me mention them a few times in the podcast, so I thought I would just give you a bit of an overview of what it's all about. So basically, it is a foundational course in bite-sized manageable daily lessons where I teach you what I call the how skill set. This is a series of tools, skills, insights and knowledge that's going to help you take an idea and turn it into an executable action. Reason being for this is because I've seen it so many times people go to events and read books and listen to podcasts and go to great lengths to learn loads and loads and loads of things and then never actually implement any of it. So what you'll learn in the journals is exactly how to do this. In addition to that, we've got a wonderful online community. We've got lively video calls. We also do a weekly workshop and we've just got that group support from a really supportive community of people who are also doing exactly the same thing, um, pursuing their dreams, making change happen um, and supporting others along the way. So if you're interested at all, click the link in the show notes and we look forward to meeting you soon.